Thank you for listening today to the Kingdom Business Coaching KBC Keys Podcast. And now your hosts, the co-founders of Kingdom Business Coaching, Patrice Seguet, Scott Landis, and Deborah Slot. Welcome to the KBC Keys Podcast. I'm your host, Patrice Seguet, with Deborah Schlock and Scott Landis, our co-host and the co-founders of Kingdom Business Coaching and authors of a book that's yet to come out. And of course, um, the co-host of this particular podcast. Guys, welcome again to another episode. Thanks, Patrice. I'm so happy to be with you guys. (laughs) It's great to be back with our team. Awesome. Awesome. Um, Again, to our audience, we are doing this virtually. Uh, Scott is actually in his car. (laughs) Hey, that was supposed to be between me and you. (laughs) (laughs) In his driveway. But this is neat. Uh, The power of technology, right? And Deborah um, is... is, um, where are you, Deborah? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in Tigard. I'm I'm at home. I'm at home. getting I'm getting ready to packed up to go to Tanzania. That's right. You are going to Tanzania. So Deb, so you leave Tanzania in the next couple of days. Is that correct? Actually, That's correct. By the time this airs, you would have already come back from Tanzania. Actually. That's true. Um, That's true. Wow. So you, I guess you can't tell us how the trip. You cannot tell us how the trip went right now. No, but I'll predict that it was uh, inspiring and awesome. Amen. Wow, and awesome. Back to the future. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we, we'll continue this, this discussion around the KBC Keys to Success. And we've been talking about the relationship key, and we're now in part three of the relationship key. And we're going to deal with the cost of walking out the relationship key. Now, Scott, again, you are the one that um, that is that's, that's authoring this section of the book on relationships. We're going to be focusing on you still, and all of us will contribute to that. So, but before we get into the cost, we didn't in our last session we didn't quite finish going through um, the various uh, keys and the implication. We're not going to do that today because of time. Um, and of course, if you want all the other uh, information about the other keys by the book and definitely enroll, take the class when, when, uh, when we have them available. Uh, this is not a teaser, by the way, not to get you to get a class. It's just, we only have this much time, but I do want to deal with the family, uh, the, the, the family aspect of the relationship. So one of the things we established at the last session, uh, the last podcast, we established the fact that Jesus uh, pointed out um, that we have to love our God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength and love our neighbors ourselves. And we talked about the fact that we first got to love God, love ourselves, and then love our neighbor. And we say our neighbor represents family, partners, investors, employees, vendors, customers, and, and, and the community where we do business, right? Um, those literally that are part of our community where we do business. Now, in terms of dealing with loving our neighbor, I want to deal with one neighbor which is our family, our most important neighbor. So, Scott, tell me a bit um, your thoughts. What is the implication? Why is it important to um, put an emphasis on our family as we talk about this relationship key as entrepreneurs? Well, several things come to mind. I, I, I think about it, it, 
the result of not putting family first is uh, so common in our society of, uh, you know, quote unquote, successful business people who lose their family. And, you know, what's that all for? Um, you, you can point to uh, many examples of, of people who have been successful in business, um, but don't uh, find fulfillment. And that really isn't success. So it, it will, it, it's sacrificial uh, in, in other areas of business to put family first. But at the end of the day, um, if success includes personal fulfillment in which, you know, which assumes that there's loving relationships around you, right? Then putting family first is absolutely uh, a, a priority. It's absolutely a, um, a sacrifice to other areas that is well worth it. You know, we talk about all the time with the keys, how, how it's a return on investment. So uh, that, I mean, there's other things that come to mind, but that's the primary thing. There is, um, it, within the family context, you know, you've got your wife, right? If you're married or your husband, and then you've got your children, if you've got children, and then you've got your, ex the extension of other family members, but the primary focus is your wife or husband or your, and your children. Um, if you do have them, um, a little story and then Deborah, I'm going to come to you. Um, I, I know a man who's built a multi-billion dollar company, Christian man and, um, highly successful financially and, and, and actually have made significant contribution to the advancement of the gospel to many social works and community impact uh, things in the community where they do business and around the country. However, um, post, you know, post the success or even um, having built all that, uh, they're divorced, uh, they have strained relationship with their families, um, their, uh, th their family life is in disarray. I can't imagine, and, and by the way, th they build the business with their, with their wife, meaning that it's like Gina and I. It's not as though their wives joined them along the way. You, you follow me? Um, they, they, they kind of built it together. I can't imagine having financial success and worldly accolades and not having Gina by my side, uh, not having my girls. I have two daughters, my girls by my side. It will feel so empty, so meaningless, that it will be as though it's, it's not really worth it. Because having worked all that hard so that I can have the margin to enjoy my family, I don't have them anymore. It is a sad reality that it happens over and over again. Deborah, let me go to you. Any thoughts here? The importance of family before business or even having that as a priority as part of the relationship key? Well, you know, uh, we're, we're such examples to our families at whatever stage that we're in and, and, and how important it is that those um, quality traits that, that we've developed or that we um, demonstrate over the lifetime of, of our 
our children and uh, families together uh, that they've seen and observed and that they're now emulating. Now, for me, my children have grown, but, uh, you know, those relationships are still important and, um, and how we've laid the, the groundwork in their early life um, is important because, you know, they, they do imitate. They, they do pick up some of those um, those good habits that we have, some of our bad habits, and hopefully they develop some better ones uh, uh, as well. Um, so, you know, our extended family, no matter what stage they happen to be in, is important and, um, and is the true legacy um, that we leave behind. One of the things that we learned in, in um, BE is that our businesses um, should be um, developed for the third, uh, up to the through the third generation. Uh, that doesn't always happen, and um, and we have to ask ourselves those reasons why um, that may occur, and um, develop some good habits along the way that um, that are an example for others to follow. Wow, Scott. Anything else you want to add before I move on here? Uh, no, go ahead. That is that is awesome. So, guys, we don't have time to go through the other relationships, such as partners, investors, employees, vendors, customers, and community. But I want to say this to our audience before we talk about the costs of walking out of this relationship. If you've got nothing else from this podcast, prioritize your family. Okay, that also includes your parents, by the way. Uh, prioritize your family because no matter the cost, because ultimately, you cannot truly have a kingdom company if your family is sacrificed along the way on the altar of success. It is not worth it. It will be empty. You will have regrets. Uh, and if something does happen, let it not be because you didn't give it a good try. Because obviously the Bible teaches us that, that we ought to, um, as much as in us lie, we are to be, um, be kind or be generous or be loving to our neighbor. And must that's in us lie. Uh, so there are times where we do the best we can, but then uh, either our mate, our parents, or even our children, uh, they go their own way. They, 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 they strike out on their own. But let it not be because you strike out. Let it be what they did. And even if they do strike out, do not stop loving them. Uh, remember the prodigal son in the scriptures. Do not stop loving them. Having said that, I think I've preached en enough. Let me talk about, <laughs> let's talk about the cost of walking this out. Now, Scott, the reality is there is a cost to relationship. Um, so there's a price to be paid, right? I mean, Jesus himself, you know, in Luke chapter 14 made this point. He says, whoever of you wants to be my disciple uh, have to... Um, Leave your father, your mother, your brother, your sisters, and by the way, even your own life. Otherwise, you can't have my disciple. And and uh, and so there's a price to be paid to really cultivate this relationship. Let's talk about it. So, what do you think about this idea that it will cost us to cultivate these relationships? And my question is, if it does cost us, is there a point that the costs overweigh the benefits? Right. So um, when 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 you assess costs as a business person, you're always looking at what's the return on that investment. Right. Um, 
So yes, there is a cost. For example, if I'm going to um, if I'm going to prioritize God, self, and then family, um, you know, or or the relationship key above the growth key, uh, and, and to more generally state it. Um, is there a return on investment towards that growth key? And and we theorize in the book that uh, that yeah, there is. What you're doing is you're creating margin in the the relationship key that carries over to the values key and the and the growth key um, by investing time, which is the cost, right? The the t- the the cost is the time, right? You 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 have a choice every day. Could you could you spend more time at work or could you spend more time with family? And when what we're what we're what we're saying is if you invest that time with family that sacrificial time that that time when you're at the office and you know you could get a little bit more work done but you know you could also be um head home to be in time for dinner that's the that's the cost you're you're you're, um sacrificing one thing for the other the return on that investment when you when you invest that time in the family, when you're there for dinner, when you're there for bedtime routine, when you're there in the morning to help kids get out the door, when you take that time with your uh, spouse for uh, just to listen and be present or to, to do date night, <clears throat> all of that builds up a margin in that it's a relational equity account where you, you, you can withdraw from that when it's a key time, when there's a business travel, when there's, you know, a, a, a big uh, deal that that um, maybe does take time away from family. And you've invested that time and you have relational equity with your family and you can say, hey, I need to take a withdraw here and it's not going to bankrupt my account with, with my family. I've got plenty to draw from. Got to be intentional to build up that account. I love it. I love it. I love the point you make about the relational equity that you're building um, the margin that has been built that can be withdrawn later. Deborah, your thoughts on this? Now, I think that uh, as we look at um, this example of cost, uh, we really have to look at, at you know what is the um, the ideal that I'm trying to reach, and and what is that going to to cost me to to make that happen? Um, whether it is a um, as Scott ta- talked about, is time or uh, other resources that we have in order to achieve that end goal that we that we desire to have. So relationships are always going to be the most expensive thing that we have, um, but they're also going to be those things that have, give us the biggest return, and um, and that we can count on in times of difficulty, um, as well as in, in times of opportunity. So, uh, you know, I think that as, as you mentioned in the other podcast, Patrice, that, um, you know, the staff is looking at their life plan. Um, part of that is looking at what, what, what do I want to see happen in the next 10 years? How do I want my life to look? And how, um, what's it going to take for me to achieve that? Um, and relationship is always the bottom line for those. I love your point there, De- uh, Deborah. Relationship, the relationship key is the most expensive, but gives us the greatest yield when it comes to, you said opportunity, and there's something else you said. What was that? Um, and challenges or and, difficulties. And, and difficulties. I, I love that. So 
let's look at these relationships and let's talk about some of the costs involved. Now, I want to set a framework for you guys. As you talk through it, I want you to think about this framework. So the, the cost would involve critically time, right? And Scott brought it up. Time is the, the, the biggest cost. We only have so much time. And so that's going to be our most expensive um, currency in the relationship key. But then we also have talents, right? You, the use of our expertise in these relationships, right? Uh, that one, um, we have a little bit more in abundance, but it's still tied to our time. And based on how good we are in our expertise, uh, we can leverage it better um, and we can, have, uh, we can have more of it than that we can leverage it at a, um, at a greater level than the, the amount of time we have in the currency. But there's still, there's still a limit to it. But then we have treasure, which is money, right, and resources. Uh, that we can also invest. Now, that one can be unlimited to the extent that we have it, meaning that there's no really ceiling to it as long as we got it, right? Because we can produce as much money as the Lord gives us favor for, our gifting allows us, and the opportunity in the marketplace provider, right? So an example, for instance, I gave with the, with the uh, gentleman who has built a multi-billionaire corporation, he's probably worth about half a billion dollars, Right? And so, so he has a lot of money that he could invest in his relationships. Um, and he has almost, you could say, more money than his lifetime will allow him to spend that he can invest in the relationship. However, he, he still has as much time as you and I, right? He does have more time than you and I do. Now, he may have on a talent side, because of his experience and his success level, his expertise may be more, more uh, valuable than ours and even more have, 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 have more uh, experience and, and more honed and, and more effective than ours because of, of how just, just the, sheer, the sheer reality of, of his track record. But we have the same amount of time. So I want to just talk through each of these relationships in terms of the investment of time, talent, and treasure. And I want you to give me kind of your thoughts about the cost that might be involved there. And I want our listeners to kind of hear some examples of some costs that may be involved in each of the relationships. So let's start with God. All right. So Scott, let me start with you, of course, because of, of, of your uh, contribution to this, to this particular section. So what are some specific costs that I may have to consider, whether it's time, talent, or trade, you can use all three or use one of them um, in terms of honoring my relationship with God? Well, I mentioned uh, in the last podcast um, a time where I, I transitioned from being um, kind of driven by own self motives and setting goals and then uh, praying and asking God to bless my, my goals, not necessarily as I do now where I'm seeking God and asking for what are his goals and, and then lining my life up to that. Well, in that process of, you know, learning that transition and um, really having to learn a whole new way of operation, um, there was a huge cost pr price I paid there. And it was simply that I had basically one rule. I knew that God was working in my life and around me. And 
uh, I knew that he was doing something and I just didn't want to get out of alignment with what he was doing. So I knew my own tendency was to get out of alignment, you know, just, Hey, I'm going to do this. And, you know, and be like, Oh yeah, God, can you, you know, come with me on this? And, and it was, it was backwards. I didn't know how uh, to, to correct that. So I did a lot of, I mean, it was a, it was the price I paid was, you know, it was exercising patience. A few years went by in that transition where I would see opportunities come on. Uh, people would say, Hey, do you want to, you know, come and do this, uh, this role, this job. And I, I let a lot of opportunities pass me by because I did, I, unless I knew it was absolutely God saying, yeah, this is it then I wasn't going to do it. And that was my guiding principle at the time. And so a few years went by before there was something that came up and I knew and I knew and I knew it was God. And I was like, okay, I can actually move. In that period of time though, it, it, you know, it was my wilderness period where I was just waiting on God and waiting on God. And, and I feel like he was just like, you know, testing me and saying, okay, are you really going to be patient with me? Are you really going to seek my voice before you move? Because, uh, it, it, you know, I have a hard head sometimes and it took a, a, a few years for me to, to learn it, I guess. But finally, um, the opportunity presented and it's been, you know, like uh, this accelerated growth sense. I mean, that was a period from 2009 to 2012 and then in 2012, everything changed and, um, you know, and I learned to seek God in business and uh, it's been just like, uh, you know, rapid growth since. Wow. So what I'm hearing from you, Scott, is the opportunity costs. Uh, so as you as you honor your relationship with God, you have to be mindful to do the things that he wants you to do, right? The things that you want to do. And with that, there was some opportunity costs. You have to let some opportunity go by that you, you really wanted to pursue. But but because you didn't feel at peace with that wasn't the Lord, you did not pursue. And and, yeah. and that and that season was a season of wilderness. Uh, Deborah, let me hear from you in terms of the the, uh, the relationship with with God. Um, what are some? Could you give us some either personal example that Scott did, or just some implication of the cost that may be involved in that relationship? Well, when I think of, of personal cost, it really is, and, and Scott uh, alluded to this, and that is the laying down of what I want. You know, it is that self-centered ego piece of dreams and desires and ambitions that may be uh, mine, but not necessarily what God wants me to achieve. And although that, um, and I've experienced that, I've had some tugs at things that I wanted to do, but the Lord shut those doors. And being able to accept the fact that those doors um, were not although they're not um, sinful or um, bad, they weren't good for me. And being able to say, okay, um, I can release that and I can, and I can give that up. It may be, as you say, about being opportunity cost, but I, I, I see it from a standpoint of, uh, of my own um, self-desires and being able to humble myself and say, it's okay, I'll lay this down and I'm going to follow this path instead. And that has always turned out to be the best one for me. Wow. The thought that came to mind, Deborah, is Jesus' words, thy will be done, thy kingdom come um, on earth as it is in heaven. And so in a sense, uh, aspiring for, believing for, yielding for, 
yielding to God's will in our lives and and that we and then being willing and able to lay down our own will and our own desire and, and discerning the distinction right so so that you know I, I mean I love what you're the same because you can't say you honor God right that relationship but yet you do whatever you want to do it's kind of like my own children you know I have two girls and for them to say daddy we honor you we honor you we respect you but yet they don't do what I ask. They don't even care what I want. They do whatever they want to do. That is not honor, right? So if you're going to honor the relationship with God, you've got to then be willing to yield to what God wants you to do. And that is a cost. Now, of course, there's other costs, such as the time you spend with him. There are the costs, such as you yielding your talents to his use and purposes, other costs such as allowing him to use the treasures he placed under your care to advance his will and purpose. But I love what you guys are saying. Ultimately, it's about a surrender to his will for your life. Let's move to self. If, if you're going to then prioritize self, honor yourself, right? And, and I use that word honor versus manage because it, it, it really has a connotation that I like. You want to honor yourself. You've honored God. You want to honor yourself. Scott, what are some costs that may be involved in honoring yourself? Well, um, it, I, what comes to mind uh, primarily is exercise. I've been uh, on an exercise regimen this year, stepped up my game in that level uh, on that in that regard. And, you know, Soreness uh, comes to mind. There's a cost, and you know, if you if you um, you know push a muscle beyond its current limit, in in the hopes of it will grow, uh, there's typically soreness that comes with that, and um, and that probably has you know a metaphor there to all sorts of personal growth. Um, it, it's uh, you know like in John, I think it's John 15 where it talks about the pruning. You know, pruning. You know, he prunes those that he loves, right? He, he's, uh, he, and the pruning is basically involves cutting, right? There, there's a, there's a pain associated with that. So, uh, <laughs> it's funny. Pain, pain is the answer. Pain is what comes to mind as far as the cost in all sorts of ways. I, I love it. I love it, uh, Deborah. Self. Well, you know, I think, yeah. When I think about self. Um, I, again, this is, um, you know, recognizing uh, areas in which I need to, whether it is in habits of um, thinking or habits of action or behavior, uh, what are those things that, because they're comfortable or easy to fall back on, that I need to really uh, cut and, as uh, Scott just said, prune for my life? Um, and that uncomfortable feeling of doing something that is not routine or out of the uh, the ordinary. For me this year, um, in, I have um, heard lots of teaching on the fruit of the Spirit, but I started this year thinking I really want more of that in my life and began a year-long study around um, each of those uh, aspects of the fruit of the Spirit. And um, there were things that, um, as I've gone through it, um, that I see that I needed to 
um, that were gaps in my character or gaps in my um, thinking behavior that I had to change. Um, and that's not comfortable to do. I wouldn't say it's painful, but I would say it's not comfortable. And um, in developing a new uh, a new attitude toward that uh, toward myself, um, so that I could be uh, more of who I would want to be, um, so I can do more for for God, um, was an aspect of uh, a cost for me. I love it. I love it. Um, so when we think about self. And, and as you guys both pointed out, I can reduce what you guys both said to, you know, investing time into self-care, whether it's time to exercise, whether it's time for personal development, right? Whether it's time to rest, right? Whether it's time to recreate, whatever that is, you've got to create that margin of time for yourself. Whether, Deborah, you mentioned earlier in the last podcast about taking vacations, right? Uh, that time. And your, your talent, uh, using your talent um, to honor yourself, honing in, investing in your talent, right? Investing in personal education so you can hone in on your talent and get better and better at what you do. And then investing your treasure, money, in terms of whether you're exercising. Okay, you may have to get an equipment. You may have to, um, you know, uh, pay for a gym membership, right? Um, whether if you're doing self-development, personally, you're going to have to invest in tapes and books, whatever that is. Not being afraid to invest time, talents, and treasure in yourself, right? And you heard some examples there from Scott and Deborah. Scott, let's go to family. What are some examples or some implication about, about the cost of investing in your family? Well, uh, what comes to mind for me is um, I keep thinking as we're as we're talking about this topic about a specific client of mine that has a really walked out what we teach, and um, you know I've been working with him, and uh, he's you know launched a new venture, and uh, that was you know uh, created from a, a biblical entrepreneurship business plan, and. You know, it's going so well. It's obviously fully anointed by God and and things are just moving forward. And it's uh, he's experiencing a lot of favor at the same time in um, in his family. Uh, there's all sorts of dynamics going on. And uh, in the marriage, he's got, you know, kids, uh, you know, in the high school range. And, <clears throat> you know, those are those are some challenging times. And and, and the marriage has has uh, been challenged over the last several years. And as he's seen this calling and this new venture that he's, you know, knows is from God and he's stewarding it, you know, he's just a great example of a biblical entrepreneur, you know, a kingdom business person uh, launching this new venture. And he could accelerate that thing so quickly because so much favors on it. But as I've been coaching him and as he's been wanting to walk out these keys, um, he has been balancing very well the dynamics and the needs of the family. It appears to be a cost to his calling. It appears to be a cost to the acceleration of, of growth in the new venture. But he, because he's having to sacrifice that to invest time in his family and effort and mental energy and emotion. And um, there's so much going on in the family dynamics that um, that requires all of, you know, time, talent, and treasure. I mean, he's even investing money in, into, um, especially his marriage. And basically the idea has been if, if he goes 
without his spouse. If he moves forward without his spouse, I mean, he's experiencing so much personal growth um, and she's not coming along for the ride. It's just going to create a bigger and bigger separation between the two of them. So I've been coaching him to slow down on the business side so that he can um, wait for his wife. And I don't know, God is maybe using that relationship to slow him down for some reason. Who knows? I mean, he's a very ambitious guy. Um, but the cost is definitely apparent in the business, but the, um, the investment of time, talent, and treasure into the marriage and, and, the, and the kids, but really the marriage is um, slowing him down. I think there's a huge payoff to that, but it's definitely slowing him down. Wow. Wow. Deb, what do you got? <laughs> well, you know, I think a family is where we, um, where we learn and where we teach about love. And, and love is sacrifice. It is um, either um, from time that we spend, um, from either things that we prefer to do, whether it's business or something, reading a book or um, doing some other activity that um, we personally enjoy. It's about our, our um, about money. Family costs us money, uh, whether it is in raising children or spending for school or, or their soccer or baseball, volleyball, whatever that happens to be. Um, and, um, and so, uh, but we do it, we do those things because we have an affection and a love for those that we either spend our time or our treasure on. And we share talent by what we do. So whether we're teaching our children how to wash a car and we're spending time, I think of, um, I have a favorite aunt who after school time was working in the vegetable garden where she learned um, about the day, um, her children's day, uh, solving problems with them. But they, they spent that time together um, cultivating the the vegetable garden. So I think, um, and, and where they learned um, about uh, her children learned love there. So I think that what we ultimately want, um, what we want is um, close-knit family ties. But how do we develop them and how are we showing that? And I think that is, um, we think of it as a cost, but really it is, um, the end result is um uh, more loving relationships within our family and within our our larger um, community with those that we that we spend time with. I love it, guys. Unfortunately, our time has come to an end here. I tell you again, uh, we're going to have a, a book out on this, and there are courses we're going to be offering on this that will enable you to fully walk this out and understand it more deeply. Um, but before we close, I want Scott and Deborah to kind of give some key takeaways here that you can walk away with. But before they do, let me just share this. What I got from everything you guys that should share is the reality that as we invest in some of these relationships, particularly these foundational relationships, God, self, and family, that it may cost us, we may have to slow down. And in slowing down, it may be a good thing. Actually, it is a good thing. Because in slowing down, it allows us to be at pace with God's will, right? So there may be a to, to, there may be a perceived cost to the growth key, and we'll deal with the growth key later. But in reality, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagle. They shall run 
and not faint. Are you following me? So there's something about keeping pace with God. The example that Scott gave about a client who's keeping pace with God because he's slowing down enough to take of the first things first rather than speeding up and doing the things that he really wants to do. And in doing so, shipwrecking the things that are important and foundational. So as you invest in these keys, it may cost you speed. It may cost you time. It may cost you treasure. It may cost you the use of your talents. But in the end, it'll be worthwhile. Because our next key, and the next session, we're going to talk about the benefits of working out these relationships again. Um, we didn't deal with the investment, investors, the partners, the employees, the vendors, the customers, or the community. But I show you this um, in the book. We're going to get into those things in details. Or in the class that we're going to be offering, you're going to talk through those in details. But before we close, uh, Scott, what do you want our audience to walk away with? I, I want our audience to think about uh, that there are disciplines to uh, living out um, relationships. And, and managing, you know, kind of the, the tensions between each relationship and the costs of it. And, you know, there is no perfect balance of, you know, where do I, um, you know, what part do I sacrifice? But I think under the guidance of God, uh, he works it all out. So um, there, there's almost a sense of, you know, loss mitigation. <laughs> so, um, you know, if you are patient with God, if you will uh, exercise discipline in the relationships to put them first, to put the relationship key first, uh, he will supernaturally work out uh, the rest to your favor. Um, really, as a business steward, you know, if you're under the guidance of God, you can't go wrong because he uh, he works it all out for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. I love it. Deborah. You know, I, I was thinking, you know, we're talking about cost, but really what it is is an investment. Mm. Um, and we're not in, we're not, uh, um, we're not in a loss position, but we are in a gain position and we're investing for the future. And, and what we um, deposit into the relationship key is available for us to withdraw later. Uh, and I think Scott brought that up in, a, in an earlier comment. I love it. Well, I hope you've enjoyed our podcast. Again, you got to walk this thing out because it is transformational. To subscribe to our podcast, visit our website, kbckeys.com. kbckeys.com. There, you're able to subscribe to the podcast, listen to past podcasts. But more important than that, you can tap into the resource that we have to help you walk out these, uh, these keys and to help you grow your business through coaching. My prayer for you is this. May God give you the grace and favor to build a transformational company that impacts people, planet, profit, and eternity. God bless you. Thanks for listening today. To find out more and to discover some great resources, go to KingdomBizCoaching.com. That's KingdomBizCoaching.com coaching.com. Contact us. Our email address is info at kingdombizcoaching.com. And now may God bless your business today.